0: This is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. All right, today Ryan Sears is back. To my knowledge, he hasn't defiled any furniture in a while, so we're happy he was able to make time to be here today. As a reminder, Ryan is a talented entertainer and currently the guitarist for the bands The Pussyfooters, Mr. Fancy Pants, and ca- Casket Candy.
1: Oh, Cop- you nailed it! You nice. nailed it, Casket Candy. Um, you forgot to mention the fact that I have been working out lately and I'm super buff. <laughs>
0: I, well, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: I mean that's the first thing you should have noticed. I do not have any clothes on currently.
0: This is, um, I did it. Like sometimes I think, oh, these couldn't get more uncomfortable. But congratulations, Brian. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you've done it in just one sentence.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You are fully clothed just for the record
1: but it's cold so like i've got nipple daggers so
0: (laughs) again it's okay (laughs) oh god that's hilarious anyway that's a lot of bands if you want to check them out uh he was nice enough to read uh, another book in a very timely manner again so thank you so much and i'm excited to talk about more romance with you yeah. Sort of. I mean, after, after that, I'm less, I'm less excited.
1: You, you want to talk about romance, just not with me. I get it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mostly. All right. I'm kidding. All right. So just as a refresher, tell us what you normally like to read.
1: Oh, um, normally things like Kurt Vonnegut, uh, uh, Isaac Asimov things like that. Um, I've, I've delved into astrophysics books, too, which are super fun. Um, sure. Not as uh, alluring as other things, but they're very interesting. I don't pretend that I understand everything that I read, though.
0: I think but- probably anybody who is listening would assume that you didn't understand them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I mean, you nailed it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Okay, so you read normally very weighty things. And so last time you read Dead Witch Walking by Kim Harrison. Yeah. And so, which you liked, you said that you enjoyed it. And that was a paranormal. Right. Right. So... Thinking about that book, did you have any like expectations going into this of what you thought this book would be like in this book that we're reading that you've read is The Kiss Quotient by Helen Hoang. It's a rom- romantic comedy. So kind of completely different than what you had read before.
1: Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to read it, because I've never read anything like this. And as I was reading it, I realized that some of my favorite moments in books are like the little downtime moments you know sure. like in between action and this book not not to say that it's all downtime but it's more like that if that makes any sense
0: mhm right that's a great point and i think that that's one of the things that romance does really well is just taking these normal everyday kind of what we would think of as like ordinary parts of life and spinning them in a way that's interesting, right? Whether or not it's kind of like giving this, I mean, this book has, we'll talk about it later, but it has a pretty, it has a hook. I mean, a, you know, an interesting hook and a different plot than a lot of romance novels. And, but it's still just two people who meet and fall in love, right, at, at yeah. its core. And so they, and it's a lot of them exploring that in a way that's just conversations, right? There's no like big, like in Dead Witch Walking, she was being chased, you know? She was going to die. There were a lot of the stakes were very high, right? Yeah, just yeah. as far in as life and death. And this was very much not that. It was just like.
1: Very much not that. And this one also had more sex in it than the other one, which to say any really, because the other one didn't, it was a little lacking in that. Yeah. Not that I didn't like it. I thought it was fine. But this, this had, you know, more of that kind of stuff in it.
0: Sure. All right. Cool. Well, speaking of, let's go into this first game here. It is, again, the sex scene game. I'm going to read you two passages. One is written by a man. One is written by a woman. And you have to guess which is which. Okay. Okay. All right. First passage. He turned his head so his cheek was flat against her. He could feel her muscles moving slowly. Her coming was more in her mind still. When she got closer, she would become a single band of muscle, like a fish. All of her would move at once, flickering and curving, unified from jaw to tail. Right, here is the second one. He nibbles the crook of my neck and nudges my pussy with the head of his cock. I buck to take him in, but he draws back, and I can't follow because his chest is pressing mine, and our fingers are entwined above my head, and he's kissing me, tasting me with his tongue.
1: Okay. guesses? I think... (laughs) Well... I, <laughs> I honestly, uh, I'm gonna say that number one was male, number two was female. Okay. I think so.
0: Okay. Any any reasons why?
1: Well, I have a perfect record, and I can tell these things. I've never gotten anything wrong before in my entire life, and so even if I do get it wrong, you have to lie and say that I got it right.
0: Right. That's, okay. That's the rule. Okay. I mean, you are right. The first one was a man. And the oh, wait, second what? One was a woman. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs>
1: well, you know, that's just me uh, being excellent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, any reasons? Like, so the second one is definitely more graphic. And so yeah. <laughs> one might say that that would be. More likely to be written by a man, but you was yeah. the other
1: news. Normally, say- normally, I think that's what I would have said, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> after reading the kiss quotient, that changed my mind.
0: Sure, I gotcha. All right, fair enough. Oh, I hey, find, huh?
1: I have a game for you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I found a passage. Uh huh. And I only did one because I didn't want to look too long because I'm lazy. Sure. But I found a passage, I'm going to read it to you. And you're going to tell okay. me if a male or a female wrote this one.
0: Okay, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Listen to my excellent voice. This is my audition f- to read uh, audiobooks for everybody else.
0: <laughs> That's it a begin- great market to get into.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, it would be, I bet. Anyway, here we go. Mm-hmm. It began like many things, out of convenience. He merely thought of her as his roommate, until the relationship changed one night, like many previous truth be told, he stumbled into their cramped apartment, a little too drunk. She nuzzled him as he lay his head on her pillowy exterior. He glanced at her transfixed and suddenly the attraction that was never immediate, but always lurking made his blood pressure rise. His fitted jeans started getting tighter as she slowly revealed her curves, delicate, soft, her slightly plump body was crafted of enveloping, inviting textures he never knew he lusted after. And then he revealed his boner and humped the hell out of that sofa. God. Now, <laughs> was that author male or female?
0: I, I don't <laughs> I'm, you know... That's a good question. Um, <laughs> how, how long did it take you to write that? <laughs> By the way, was it like. Okay.
1: It took me about 10 minutes to write that. <laughs> I just wrote everything I was thinking as I was about to hump a couch.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> was a real stream of conscious moment for you.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: That's hilarious. You know, I've. When you were first reading it, I did think that it was, it sounded like a romance novel. You nailed it. So Uh, like these, you're learning
1: from- I am learning something. (laughs) I can't learn astrophysics, but I can learn this, damn it.
0: Hey, listen, writing sex is not that easy. So-
1: Oh, no, no. You must
0: really love that couch.
1: You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, yeah.
0: Oh, It's hilarious. All right. Well, congratulations. We both win those games. Yeah. Definitely winners over here. <laughs> Not all people who shouldn't be around other people. <laughs>
1: no, that's, that's okay. We've got our niche now, so it's fine.
0: Very normal and well, you know?
1: It's great. Yeah, well is the first thing that comes to mind as I think of it. Was-
0: <laughs> all right. So moving on to the book, which is, again, The Kiss Quotient by Helen Hoang. A little bit about her. She is a New York Times, USA Today, and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. When this book was published, it was a huge romantic comedy, a huge publication. This was her debut romance novel, but she's gone on to write two more. Yeah, with characters that are loosely connected to this story. Um, the main character uh, in this story is uh, has Asperger's. And the author herself uh, was not diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder until well into her 30s. So I think that's what inspired this
1: book. So So. did she write this after she found out that that's what she had? Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, which I thought was was interesting. Yeah. All right. Here's the summary of a book in case uh, no, you haven't read it. Um, Stella Lane thinks mathematics is the only thing that unites the universe. She comes up with algorithms to predict customer purchases, a job that has given her more money than she knows what to do with, and far less experience in the dating department than the average 30-year-old. It doesn't help that Stella has Asperger's, and French kissing reminds her of a shark getting its teeth cleaned by, a, by pilot fish.
1: She's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's disgusting. Her conclusion... She needs lots of practice with a professional, which is why she hires escort Michael Fan. Gorgeous and conflicted, Michael can't afford to turn down Stella's offer and agrees to help her check off all the boxes on her lesson plan, from foreplay to more than missionary position. Before long, Stella not only learns to appreciate his kisses, but to crave all the other things he's making her feel. Their no nonsense partnership starts making a strange kind of sense. And the pattern that emerges will convince Stella that love is the best kind of logic. All right. Yeah. So definitely fun. And so what were your first impressions of the cover, the summary? Uh, And the cover is a cartoon, kind of an illustrated cover. is two people standing on a division sign. Uh, So that's kind of cute. It was pretty cute, yeah. So yeah, tell me some of the feelings you had before you started reading. Because like I said, you had you have previously read dead witch walking very different cover kind of dark just a a badass woman in the crumb post-apocalyptic street
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well um the cover for this book is not something that i would have normally gone and picked up at a bookstore and been like oh i mean i think i would like this Mm -hmm. although now that i've read this i might have to do that more often Mm because you never know Mm -hmm. the uh The blurb sounded interesting. Like, those little summaries are always... I don't know. I don't know that they always do the story justice, mm-hmm. really. But I mean, what do you? What else are you going to do? But because it's 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 got a lot more to it than just that. Uh, it's hard to explain. Yeah. No,
0: I agree. It's hard. And uh, so, actually, why? Backing up just a second, I yeah. give you on that list again. I give you a list of books, and you picked that Dead Witch Walking first. Mm-hmm. Why was this your second choice? Was it?
1: It any- was completely out of my realm of normal reading. Just way out. And yeah. I don't know. I was just feeling much more adventurous and okay. I'm glad I went with it because I thoroughly enjoyed it. It took me no time at all to read.
0: Yeah, you have been finished with this for quite some time. Um, you're always waiting for me uh, to finish. And so, <laughs> um, I've, you know, I've got a lot of books to read, okay?
1: Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, all right, but when you chose this, you chose based on the summary, not necessarily the book cover or anything like that. Right. Okay, great. All right, so it sounds like you were interested in the premise of this book, which is that Stella needed sex lessons because she feels awkward with relationships due to having Asperger's. Yeah,
1: I thought just maybe having that little quirk involved in it would make it more interesting and less blah, Mm-hmm. To me, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know. Just just based off of most summaries, it's kind of like, uh, like I said before, summaries don't always encapsulate everything that a reader needs to hear before they read it.
0: Yeah, no, they typically fail to capture any sort of the real tone of a book. Like yeah. it, it's very much like it tells you kind of what happens, but it, in like your guess, I kind of relying on the cover to capture the tone of the book, but that rarely does it either and so like in the author's voice has so much to do with so, with a book and h- how you read it and like it's not, you're just unable to surmise what that is from those th- types
1: yeah of definitely
0: so all right
1: that's why uh-huh. it also helps to have friends to recommend like hey <laughs> yeah. perhaps hey choose from this list of books <laughs> yeah. they're, they're all good trust me right
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't lie
1: well i don't know <laughs> I know
0: I would 100% would all right all right so this book is kind of like um a reverse pretty woman right yeah definitely in that Michael is a sex worker and or an, an a male escort the main character is a male escort and Stella the female hires him to give her these sex lessons right yeah
1: I like that role reversal that's good than the typical
0: right and it's a little different right but but Stella, because you know richard Gere, or whatever had a lot of money and and it as it turns out stella does as well but it's like not she's not like flaunting it in some weird creepy way kind of and, yes but did you have any thoughts about how the dynamics were different with the the male character being the, the,
1: the well i uh confession time have never seen pretty woman <laughs> I know um, me, you know, big, big Julia Roberts fan over here. Um, <laughs> I've never watched it. I, I have heard lots of things about it. I heard things, but yeah. Uh,
0: well, yeah. I mean, like it's a very large moment in pop culture. Yeah,
1: sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, so I, I can't really speak to too much of the similarities between those two, mm-hmm. but I imagine that it probably. I bet it has a very similar type structure where in this one, although in this book, he is an escort to help his mother out who yes. has cancer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he has to pay all her bills because they don't have medic- medical insurance. And he gave up a huge career. Now in Pretty Woman, I doubt that that was Julie Roberts situation
0: right no because uh i'm sure a man wrote that screenplay and didn't care
1: didn't care yeah
0: (laughs) he didn't need to worry about men not finding women prostitutes attractive because they just would but in like when so when it's reversed right like for us to as women readers to maybe be interested and and fall in love i guess with michael he has to be doing it for some sort of selfless reason, right? He can't just oh, sure. enjoy it, you know?
1: Yeah, okay, I see that, yeah. So,
0: I mean, I think that's a that's a kind of a difference. Um, But yes, he also has a day job, right, in his mom's dry cleaning business. So he's not just a male escort.
1: Yeah, that's true. He's still helping his mother out at her business. Right,
0: which I, yeah. All right, I kind of, like, thought, I don't know. I kind of didn't understand. I kind okay. of didn't it doesn't matter
1: all right <laughs> sorry I, I'll, I'll stop talking at the same time as you
0: no I was gonna bring up his dad here but I kind of didn't understand so his mom right has cancer or had yeah. cancer and so we're kind of made to believe that that Michael and his dad their his dad left yes. right and was
1: felt like a grifter like, of some kind yeah
0: And I didn't really understand a lot of it, like why Michael also thought he was bad.
1: I know that was that was a little bit of a one of those spots in the book where you're just like, okay, sure, I'll buy into it. Whatever. He feels like he's a bad person because his dad was a bad person. Right.
0: And so I I didn't. I didn't understand if that was connected to the fact that he was a male escort. If that was the part that he felt like his, he was had in common with his dad, but I don't know. It was all kind of wrapped up in this. And if that maybe that was like how she tried to kind of show his, how he felt about it in a way that like, he wasn't ashamed of being a male escort. He was ashamed of possibly being a bad person like his dad. You know what I mean? That's kind of what that, felt like uh to me whereas i kind of just wanted it would have been nice and i think in the spirit of the now times to just be like yeah he's a male escort and he's fine with it like he's yeah. like why does he have to be kind of conflicted about this like he needs money i agree what are you gonna do you
1: know what i mean? totally agree what, what so, was this written i didn't
0: just it's very recent 2018
1: oh okay so it could have been written the now times i mean yeah. with that kind of attitude
0: yeah but and you know it's it's what it's not a huge deal but i just thought no. that kind of confused the issue and he was good at it apparently right and, and oh yeah and there is that scene at the end where his past comes to kind of haunt him anyway so like there's like that woman he meets or whatever yeah like, there's no getting around it like it's it has happened so like just i don't know anyway yeah
1: I agree.
0: All right. So did you, okay, well, we'll talk about this in a minute. Did you find that there was true chemistry between the heroine and hero in the story? Did you believe kind of that they were falling in love or that they were in love?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, you know, the, it, it's easy to tell from her side because she didn't allow anybody to be any type of close with her you know, in in a mutual fulfilling manner, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, and from his side, I it was it seemed more like a slow burn as well. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't know I I bought the whole thing.
0: Okay, so you felt like they because these are two very different people, right? Oh yeah, um, but they do have some things in common. So you felt like it was, excuse me, like, kind of, for a lot of it, to me, it felt like he was kind of her, obviously, it's her coach and her cheerleader, and he appreciated her. And, but throughout it, I was kind of like, what are, I don't, I don't know, their conversations seemed to, I don't, I think that they were in love. I don't know if there is chemistry between them, for for me. Oh, really?
1: well, they were both into a lot of similar things, like the Kung Fu movies. And,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, and, no, they weren't Kung Fu. Uh, they were Korean ones. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, they were both into that same kind of thing. And from what both characters had said, nobody else really liked them, or at least in the same way that they did. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah. And I think it maybe it's a little, it's just a me thing. And I think it was a very, like even though there is sex right away, Definitely the emotional component felt like a slow burn. And uh, so there's just, I don't know. It just didn't, yeah, I guess their characters were very well developed, I thought. But within that, I just felt that, I just don't know if I believed in the end that they were super compatible. But I think that's just me. I mean, I still enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, well, that's just you because you don't actually believe there is a thing called love. No, it's
0: true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, everybody's awful. <laughs> so,
1: well, I won't argue that. <laughs> but no, for me, I like I said, I believed it, you know, but I also wanted to. So, maybe that has something to do with it too.
0: Sure. No, I thought it, and I thought it was sweet, and I thought it was nice, and I thought for a book about a male escort, it was one of the sweeter books that I have read. Which oh, yeah. I so anyway. All right, was the conflict believable to you? So, like, basically, that Stella feels that she's too flawed for a real relationship. I think is um, the main conflict. I here. could
1: see her feeling like she's flawed, but to the extent where it kind of pushed it it started to lose some of its reality base towards the end where, where they were having their big argument climax type thing. And, you know, he said something about being into her, but she thought he was only into her for pity. And I think that if she really felt all the things she did earlier in the book, then she wouldn't feel exactly that same way then. But I don't know. I rolled with it anyway.
0: Um, Yeah. I, I just think it was, excuse me, I guess because uh, the, I, I guess I just don't view autism with such um, any sort of autism with such a stigma yeah. at, at this point. And so, and I, but I totally understand how, if you, if someone is diagnosed with that, that they would feel like different and other and all of the things that go along with, them. but I just, it felt, I just felt sad that she would feel, uh, that way. So it, and, and that's fine. It's not a criticism. That's just kind of how I, I felt about it and it, that it kind of so affected her so deeply because she was so successful and uh, capable. And yeah, it, I just kind of, it was a disconnect for me how she could think, and especially after knowing Michael that he would care about it that way. Yeah.
1: I, I had the same kind of misgivings uh, along those lines,
0: but I guess insecurity is not logical. So, oh yeah, what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, I guess I, it might have it might have helped had there been had she told a story about some time in the past where where somebody was with her only through pity, and then that way you would have that right. factor like boom built in, and then it was like, oh okay, oh this is that situation. Mm-hmm. Then maybe
0: right and plus yeah because like that other guy was into her whether or not it was why he was or not Philip or whatever yeah it wasn't as if she was uh, undateable you know what I mean so I don't know anyway yeah so yeah and uh, yeah all right so this book definitely had like a lot of sex in it yeah so was it well written to you was it satisfying was it what you were expecting having never read um, a sex in a romance novel before
1: yeah i uh thoroughly enjoyed it i thought i thought it was really good and this i mean i i know that the what do you say um the build-up you know like the constant kind of build-up and then oh hold on wait stop which right. is you know a, a device um i thought it worked really well because then you're like okay all right well we'll we'll, we'll plow on later <laughs> literally i guess and uh right. <laughs> but uh yeah it was good and never mind i was i was going to reveal that i was reading this a little bit at work and that i felt a little weird reading this at work
0: <laughs> that's a common thing that people have said they don't like they have been like Hesitant to read these books in public.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, public not so like whatever, but like at work is a little oh, different. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, um, I'll just I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Also <laughs> unnecessary.
1: <laughs> I know, honestly.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. It's fine. I'm. It's fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> so yeah there was i thought for especially for um a rom-com this had so generally you have these uh, there's like trade paperbacks right and there's mass market romance and then there's self-published romance on like amazon and stuff and there's all kinds of these varying degrees of of heat within those Uh, but typically this is a tr- this is a rom-com as a trade paperback, right? So th- these are generally very slow burn, and there's not that much sex in them. And so this was kind of not like this, it, but no. it started out. I thought, oh, there's this is, this is going to be a bunch of sex, but of course it's like some. It's not actually that much because they do kind of take a minute uh, to get started.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, and it ends up, honestly, um, I thought the the sex lesson component was fun in that, like, he was explaining to her things and kind of showing her different things and her kind of intellectualizing them. But then, like, all of a sudden that's kind of thrown out the window, right?
1: Yeah. I I did like the fact that she had comprised this list and he was rather bothered by the list. and You know, that was pretty... That was pretty good.
0: Yeah. And he, he just seemed like a nice person from the beginning. And I guess that's kind of where the chemistry, I, I like the idea of sex lessons, but I think because it started out that way, that's kind of why the chemistry was never quite there for, for me. I, because it started out as like, this is like a, like a thing that we're learning and he, he is the teacher and mm. I, I guess that's kind of why it. And I still, like I said, I still liked it, but I think that that—that's
1: kind yeah, of what held you back from.
0: Yeah, that kind of structured aspect of it. But I, I like the the idea of it, right? Because I mean, I don't know, it's fun and kind of new. And I mean, new in the sense that, like, he's a male escort. There's there are a lot of things about that's a pretty popular trope like help me be good at sex so I can get this other person. You know what I mean? That's like kind of a thing. So it's not super new, but, um, him being an escort is was, um, okay. And so, yeah. And again, uh, these were even though there were, I think probably more in number, they were still kind of sweet. You know what I mean? Uh, sex scenes, they weren't like super, super explicit. Did that, like, were you ho- Were you thinking that it would be more explicit or was it like...
1: This is pretty much what I expected. Okay. Um, I kind of expected more of this in the previous book as well. But, and yeah. so, you know, I guess you just, it goes to show you never know till you open it up what you're going to get.
0: Okay. So you thought based on this cover, you were, it wasn't going to be like...
1: Quite like that. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, the cartoon covers are kind of what what throw you. You never kind of know what you're going to get. Anyway, all right. So did this deliver high romance the way you assumed going in? So the first book, Dead Witch Walking, didn't actually have, I mean, it's classified as a romance, and the arc of the whole series is a romance. But this is just flat-out romance, boy meets girl, here's the story. So did, did that kind of deliver that the way you thought it it would
1: yeah actually I, I, th- I thought that this did um, an exceptional job of that I I did not think that I would end up caring too much about them getting together and staying together but I did end up being invested in it so that's a total win
0: <laughs> Why do you think you were invested in it
1: um, I don't know I it was it was quirky it was a little funny it, it had kind of a bit of everything in it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know how to quantify it other than...
0: Well, other did you like the characters? Did you find yourself becoming attached to them? Did you think that they were relatable?
1: Yeah, I, I liked her character a lot. The Michael character seemed a little too perfect. So much so that when his faults, whatever, came up, I didn't mm-hmm. believe them that that was an actual thing that a person like this would have you know mm-hmm. like his flaw or whatever uh-huh. but in general I, I really liked it and um, the way they did his family and the, you know the, the sibling rivalry and all that kind of stuff that really that really helped flesh out the whole the whole world and scenario
0: right for me. yeah I thought that I thought she did a really good job kind of detailing Stella's like the with the how she couldn't it, like she couldn't like stand the feel of clothes. I yeah. thought that was an interesting detail and how, and you know, he was able to fix that for her. I thought that was really sweet and really thoughtful and well thought, well, well crafted. Yeah. So there were a lot of kind of those very sweet moments that I thought were really great and really endeared me to, to those characters. Yeah. And speaking of, so there were, we saw a lot of Michael's family, right? And yeah. there were a lot of second secondary characters and like his mom and his grandmother and his sisters did this. And we can talk about them for sure. Cause, uh, but it did kind of drive home Stella's alienation, right? Cause we don't see, she ha- doesn't have really friends. She's kind of not super close with her family. Cause they're always kind of pushing her to do things. And yeah. kind of not really seeming to take her Asperger seriously or have, or can cons- like, are not considerate of the things that she, she kind of needs to be comfortable um, until the end when we see her mom kind of does. Make but um, yeah. Yeah. So did you think about that as you were reading? or And did you, did you think that those secondary characters kind of added to the book or were they distracting?
1: The secondary characters, I loved every moment with Michael's family. I did, I did, I noticed a little bit uh, her isolation especially at work and with her family but it didn't really hit home until you just mentioned it there but that really makes sense and I guess it just kind of hits you subconsciously maybe I mean that, that could be how well it was written so you, you kind of don't notice but you you super notice the fact that she doesn't really have anyone and like she's going into this fam- this other family and, and seeing all this interplay and uh, the, the love there and things like that that she is definitely capable of having but just hasn't
0: right and i think that that's part of what her she doesn't seem to she obviously runs into missteps with the family right she says the thing about the bpa and the in the plastic stuff and offends kind of his mom who is just a very you know kind woman um and stuff and so I think that she's obviously kind of removed herself from those situations, right? So she doesn't kind of she get into doesn't the, do that. Yeah. But at the same time, right. And it's obviously, she is obviously lonely. And so she spends all this time working because right. That's the thing that makes her feel capable. And, and also she just enjoys it. Right. So I thought it was just really nice to see her, Kind of expand into his his world, and then at the end, that kind of fans out into her own family. So, in as far as like a character arc goes, they were so important in and kind of making that for her. So, I thought that was nice. And and yeah,
1: and I think the uh, the great poet once said, "She learned a lot about living and a little about love." (laughs) <laughs> the great Alan Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, We had to listen to pop country on the bus ride to high school every day. And I have probably every shitty country song lyric in my head. And But I was sitting there thinking, yeah, she really learned a lot about living. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no. And now I have that stupid song stuck in my head.
0: Oh, the Chattahoochee. I mean, I think that they would probably, I mean, I think <laughs> I think they would appreciate that reference. <laughs> I'm sure they would.
1: It's
0: uh, <laughs> <that's laughs> ridiculous.
1: Me, Buzz Marketing, uh, Alan Jackson. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. I haven't
0: thought about that song in a long time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> neither had I until this moment.
0: <laughs> it's something. um but anyway yeah so i thought that was nice and i like i said i always say typically don't love secondary characters i thought i did get confused he had a lot of sisters
1: that was a little so
0: i do think that maybe she could have cut down the sisters because we oh, yeah. did we did finally meet that one who she actually did develop a relationship with and yeah, so in turn yeah Uh, Yeah.
1: Janie. Janie. Yeah, I think
0: so. And we could have. I think she. That could have been an opportunity for her to, kind of, truly develop a female relationship with someone her own. Oh yeah. I mean, a similar age and whatever. But so, yeah. uh, But regardless, it was. I thought it was good. All right. Did you think that this book was funny?
1: It was. It was fun. I wouldn't say, like, laugh out loud funny, but it was charming. Definitely charming. Gotcha.
0: Definitely it felt it was funnier than maybe Dead Witch Walking, you would say.
1: Yeah, definitely. Although, had she put Jenks in this book, I mean, <laughs> Jenks as a secondary character would have really thrown this whole thing over the top. Um <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about, Jenks was a uh, pixie. Right. <laughs> the greatest the greatest uh, paranormal character ever.
0: <laughs> Did you look up to see if there was a pixie or a Jenks graphic novel?
1: No, I didn't. You really should. Oh, I really should.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can at least see, I'm sure there's still somewhere like an illustration of him at the very least that you can at least see.
1: Oh, there's definitely fan fiction about him. Sure. 100%. <laughs> I, <don't care. laughs> I wrote most of it.
0: Well, again, I. So, are you on AO3 or whatever that is? You've just got like the only Jenks fan fiction art. Right.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I my blog. Uh,
0: I bet she'd love it. I bet the author would love it.
1: Especially well, when Jenks humps a, a miniature mattress. She'll just like be over the moon. Oh. Okay. You know, it's funny. I never talk about furniture like that unless I'm in your presence. I have no idea why or where that's ever started, but it it's like compulsory know, I mean, now.
0: I hear that a lot from people like Tara, you're the only person I do this with. And it's oh, yeah? also followed up by something like not great. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, you're are you all- saying that are you saying that um making sexual relations with furniture is not great because
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh. not good at all.
1: Okay. <laughs> Let me mark that down.
0: Yeah, make a note of it. Remember later. <laughs> like, oh, Tara, I only, you know, hit kids in the face when I'm with you. Because it's like, okay.
1: <laughs> Could you just draw that out of me?
0: <laughs> hey, Tara, I only make fun of homeless people when I'm with you. That's what it feels like. Why do you keep quoting me? (laughs) Like, I somehow give people license to, like, purge their worst qualities. At least I'm not alone. Because I'm super judgy. So, like, I don't know why people think that I'm just over here, like, Well, I think everything's fine that you do. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think you're a weird creep at all. Like, it's fine.
1: Well, here's (laughs) the thing. It's not that you're necessarily judgy or not. It's that nobody cares what you (laughs) do.
0: <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So this was written in third person point of view. All yeah. right, with a viewpoint switching between um, the heroine and hero. Stella and Michael, did you find that? So it was different than the last one because the last one was first person, all Rachel, if I remember. Right, yeah. So did you find that switching distracting at all or were you like fine with it?
1: No, I was totally fine with it. Although it would have been interesting had it been written completely from her point of view.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Now that I think the la- that last book was the first one I've ever read, like uh, a full length through first person which is, I imagine, hard to pull off, isn't it? But this would have been neat to see everything from only her point of view. Okay. But anyway, I, I didn't find that.
0: Think that. Why do you think
1: that? Well, just because you could see, maybe you could see clearer how her visceral reactions to certain things are a little better. Okay. But in any case, like the third person flip-flop didn't, didn't mess with me at all. That's kind of usual.
0: Yeah. So while we were in um, Michael's point of view, did you find his perspective or like the thoughts that he thought about Stella and his actions and whatever he did, did did that all seem realistic to you as uh, like a guy falling in love?
1: Yeah, for the most part. Like I said, as we mentioned before, some of his weird hang ups, I still thought were just really weird hang ups that I didn't quite follow but you just kind of okay well this is a different person so maybe they really feel this way
0: right okay but like the things he said you never thought like oh this is this is like what a girl would want a guy to say this is like something he you would say not necessarily you oh oh
1: i see what you're saying yeah um yeah i didn't see any differences between that type of thinking and my type of thinking anyway mm-hmm. if that's what you're asking
0: yeah I just feel like sometimes I think that the assumption is that like, oh, these are just like wish fantasies from women of like how they think men should be, but don't really behave in actuality. So I'm just kind of like, just a question to see. Does that seem that way to you?
1: No, it didn't seem that way. I I think, I think Mm -hmm. that uh, once, once you get, most people to drop that kind of like uh, masculine whateverness mm-hmm. that a lot of people really think and feel this way, and much more similar than what's expected, I suppose.
0: Right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, <clears throat> those are all my questions. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say about this particular book or any questions you had?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Um, is there a sequel to this one as well? I mean, my, my reading list is starting to grow long, but I could probably see where this would go.
0: <laughs> well, it's there is the, the second two books in the trilogy don't have, they're different main characters. Oh, that's okay. But I believe they're like Part of Michael's family. Oh. So there are characters that are in Michael's family. Oh, neat. And I'm sure that Stella and Michael will make an appearance, but the book obviously won't be about them.
1: Cause right. They, yeah.
0: They've fallen in love and now their life is over. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, once you hit that marriage, you know, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> might as well kill yourself. There's nothing left for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Glad they got this in there.
1: You know?
0: Glad they have a story to remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, their one and only story. Now you're done. Get out.
0: Yep. Yeah. Good luck. Have fun uh, with the piano or whatever she plays. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Go do that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we have the second game now.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So again, this is, so, okay. Well, I, let me back up. So overall you liked
1: this book. Yes. This book. Yes, I definitely did. Okay.
0: It wasn't torture to read. Did you read it in like a day, two days? How long did it
1: take you to read? Like, well, because I had to kind of stop and start, I would say two days, but like, you know, I, w- I, was, I would squeeze in some time to read and then it, the pages would just fly by. Okay. So it was a really easy read, very quick. Okay. I gotcha.
0: All right. Okay, well, I'm glad I do. I mean, at some point, I do hope that you're uncomfortable and don't want to read these, but oh, you
1: know,
0: well, I can't, I can't everything. <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. This game is the uh, romance or literary fiction okay. one. So, I'm going to read two passages, and you have to guess which one is a romance novel and which one is
1: literary fiction. Okay
0: are you ready
1: as i'll ever be
0: all right her heart of compressed ash which had resisted the most telling blows of daily reality without strain fell apart with the first waves of nostalgia all right so that was the first one okay second one with such an obscure and uncommon collection of knowledge one might imagine that Henrietta Sedley would have known precisely what to do in the likelihood she discovered a human male bound and unconscious in her carriage. One would be incorrect.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one sounded very flowery and definitely not something I would want to read. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go f- see my my. My first thought, and I'm still trying to shake the stigma of romance not being for me, is that 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 is the romance. I'm going to go with that, but, like, my mind is being changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you think the first one is the romance novel? Yeah. Ryan, you're wrong.
1: I've never been wrong before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By nature of breathing in this world and of of existing, you are wrong. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, that's fair. That's fair.
0: I'm always... That's because I'm always right. All right. Yeah. So, okay. No, that is Gabriel Garcia Marquez. 100 Years of Solitude was the first one. Oh. So, very okay. depressing book. Non- yeah, right? Yeah. And then the second one was Brazen and the Beast by Sarah McLean. Clean. Huge historical romance. Oh, novelist, okay.
1: So. That, that was... uh. That was a good, that was a good quote. That was pretty funny. I like that.
0: Yeah, she is. She can, she's funny. She wrote, uh, she, yeah. she, after, after Julia Quinn, who wrote Bridgerton, basically, uh, she's probably the, like one of the largest historical romance oh, yeah?
1: authors. So yeah. I still haven't great. watched Bridgerton, mm-hmm. but I also have kids. So like, I, I don't have time for any. Yeah. I mean, I'm married. So what, like, why bother? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You said it. All right. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, To wrap up. So you've read two romance novels and congratulations. You lost again.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. Thanks.
0: Uh, (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) All right. So at this point you have read two romance novels. Again, the first one was dead witch walking by Kim Harrison, which was an old paranormal novel from 2004. So can you talk about some of the similarities that you saw between these books or did you find them not at all similar or talk about what they, was different or just kind of tell me about, yeah, your expectations. Now how, I, don't know.
1: I, I still think that the, the first book I read was a straight up action book. There wasn't a lot of but, romance yet. There was like, you know, kind of like a, a tiny, tidbit here and there but i've read other books that are not considered romance that had more romance in them than that so Mm -hmm. as far as i'm concerned they are way different despite the fact that they're also obviously different because they're set in completely different worlds but you know as far as uh, what makes them up they they were they couldn't be more different i don't think
0: They both had very strong female characters, for better or for yeah. worse. Both of the females were very much in charge of their own lives. They made, um, they were the. Stella was kind of the aggressor in this case. I mean, she is the one who went after Michael. She's the one who made the first contact and initiated yeah. intimacy Loved with it. him. Like, that's yeah, that's not always the case. Um, the same with. There was no sex in in Dead Witch Walking, but Rachel was very much in charge of her own destiny. She made all, all those, those decisions, choices. though, yeah. as we discussed. Yes, they were some more stupid, but um, she was very much, you know, in control of her destiny. So they're... in that respect, they were they were similar. Yeah, I guess um, so. I like I said, there was a, there were a lot of stakes, life or death stakes in in Dead Witch Walking. Not so much in this, but there were they were high emotional stakes right like stella felt that she would spend her entire life alone for a very concrete reason that she you know she didn't think anyone could love her with asperger's you know and whether or not we think that that's true
1: but um, that's what the character thought yeah
0: right and so that was for someone who's already very alienated and, and isolated and alone there are some stakes there. Like, is she ever going to overcome this and, and find somebody or is she just going to, is it going to drive her further into this kind of yeah. loneliness?
1: Solitude? I guess I'm wrong again. Um, there are a lot more similarities than I realized between the two.
0: That's really. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I also thought that the secondary characters and both were well yeah, developed. Right, and fun.
1: And not so, yeah. distracting from the main story, at least from my point of view.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I admittedly, I did speed through some of them in the Kiss Quotient, but I just was pressed for time. <laughs> less, less, less to do with how I was enjoying them and more to do with with that. But they did make me hungry yeah? again. <laughs> give me, I don't care about the BPA, just give me whatever is in that
1: Oh, you know it had to have been good too. <laughs>
0: that was great. Anyway, all right, so did you, in the end, prefer one of them over the other?
1: You know, what's funny is, um, had had you asked me that question before I read The Kiss Quotient, I would have definitely said Dead Witch Walking, but I actually think I like The Kiss Quotient better, and for some reason I can't talk, mm-hmm. but that's, yeah...
0: Uh, why do you think that? Just It was more lighthearted. There was more character interaction. There was actual romance in it. Just, all of all those. those
1: things, yeah. Right? And I, I think I've said it before, but I didn't think that this would be something that I would be into, but I'm quite pleasantly surprised that I am.
0: So you thought maybe you preferred this one because it wasn't the stakes weren't as kind of overblown. Maybe it was just kind of like a slice of life,
1: kind yeah. of little. Yeah, I like the I like the little downtime moments. Those are, those are precious, right?
0: right. And they're real people, yeah. right? And it's and it's set in the time that we're currently living in. There's no post-apocalypse. There's no. It's just like sure, everyday yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Although I don't okay. think that would have detracted from the kiss quotient had it been set, and you know, on planet Qui-Gon, or you know, whatever.
0: There is a huge sub- subgenre of romance with oh, really? aliens. People are people are super yeah. into well, it.
1: Aliens yeah. rule, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and, yeah, and just, you know, you can find love yeah. anywhere. You meet apparently.
1: that xenomorph with the mouth <laughs> inside of the other mouth that drips acid, you're like, oh, I can get down with that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh god that's funny all right well okay so i'm glad that you like yeah, me too these books. Uh, everything else.
1: <laughs> me too otherwise this would have been pretty tough
0: <laughs> actually i think sometimes it's easier to dislike things you know what i mean like to, to talk about like what you don't like about something i think that that's like a thing people get into well, like especially about we books. did
1: kind of do that with this book even though we both did enjoy it uh, we did point out the, the flaws even though they're not much of anything it's it's easier to be negatively yeah. critical than boost the positivity of it but uh, that's that's being dumb humans
0: yeah for sure alright and so any other things you want to say about this before we we go
1: um, I do want to say be on the lookout for um, uh, for um, I'm trying to think of a good title Hold on Yeah I'm trying to think of something like that Sofa from love is, is what Be on the lookout for that The very first
0: I think that you should I think that you should write like a little 30 page novella Stick it up on Amazon And see what where it no, takes you No, right. way.
1: no takes you. way I'm writing it only for you I'm going to let you read it and then I'm going to burn it. <laughs> and so you'll be the only person left on the earth with that imprinted in your memory.
0: Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. figures. Good thing though, that um, I don't have feelings or care about anything. So you be know, fine. <laughs> uh, it's great that I'm dead inside. <laughs>
1: Thank goodness. Otherwise, you know, I'd be really afraid for my life right now.
0: All right. Well, Ryan, once again, it's been mostly fine. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I will see you next time for another another book, hopefully. And if not, I'll just have to come to your house and slash your tires or something.
1: Wow. Wow nice thanks no no thank you i i did enjoy this and uh despite my uh words otherwise i do sort of like you (laughs) that's disgusting yeah i know i'm very uncomfortable with it (laughs) good
0: (laughs) all right ryan tell me that you love romance
1: i love romance